Hello and welcome back to Socialite Circle. It has been way too long. We've taken a short break. A lot has been crazy. A lot has been piling up on our plate here back at the team. So I'm so glad to welcome you back to your favorite podcast, your favorite musical podcast. Not only that. And, um, you know, I guess I'll catch you up on a lot of the things that's been going on. But I just wanted to give you guys the official welcome back. My name is Jabren Barcliffe. As always, I'm your host to this grand musical expedition that we call Socialite Circle, you know, our family that we got going on here. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the vibes. So like I said, it has been way too long. Our last episode was April 6th, can you believe that? And, and today is is June 1st. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the to the, the brand, new, brand new podcast episode if you will. I know last time we, we had the podcast, we were talking about trading music like Pokemon cards and how that whole thing worked as far as collecting music and the art of making a playlist. So, I mean, since then, I have no idea where where the status of the music family was, uh, our TikTok, my TikTok for, for curating all of the music and everything like that. So, as of today, we're at 42,000.7 followers, but I don't like to consider anybody that listens to the podcast or follows me on TikTok a follower I like to consider them part of the the music community just because I think that's a little bit better I, the the term follower just feel feels very weird to me since then of course we've had our store go on for a little while I'm currently working on a brand new collection for the store uh, working on an endless collection that was actually inspired I can't remember what video it was that inspired me, but there was a specific color scheme and color palette that I wanted to just play around and, and make things with. Um, along with that, of course, there is the Music Socialite Instagram that we have kind of rechanged. So with that, uh, our, of course, if you guys know, our Music Socialite, we are, have our number one playlist being Unearthed Gems, which is by far my favorite playlist to make. Um, that When I made that video at the time, at the time now, I think it has about 400,000 views on TikTok, but that was my most quote unquote viral video. It was uh, sitting around 300,000 views the first two, three days that I posted it, which was absolutely insane to me that uh, a video that I made. And granted, I've been making videos for, for years through, um, I've been making videos since 2012 back uh, on in the YouTube days. I used to do daily vlogs that, you know, we might bring back and reshape the channel a little bit, but that was crazy to me that a video that I had made centered around music, a simple video that I had made after after work, ended up jumping to 300,000 views. And that, that was huge to me because it was like, hey, all of this time and work that I've put in making videos for the past years and I've had 300,000 people see it, it was absolutely insane. So, of course, we made our playlist for that on At The Gems, which got a lot of traction and a lot of buzz we ended up doing a couple other videos after that uh to try to follow up because you know how the algorithm is on tiktok if you do one thing really well kind of continue it with it so that was the whole idea and the premise but the playlist was uh, thoroughly enjoyed we had at the time then at that point it was about two it was maybe like three thousand people that had saved the playlist which was at the was huge for me again three hundred thousand people seeing the video and then there's over 4,000 people that have saved the playlist. Recently, what we've done is I've been teaching myself graphic design. So I ended up changing our music socialite Instagram. Again, I'm getting back to the point, but we ended up changing the music socialite Instagram. Um, of course, I, there's so much that I want to do with it. But as of right now, how it's structured is every Sunday, 
will have 50 new songs that I add to the playlist and then I'll create the graphic and then post the, the first th- uh, two weeks. It was the top 10 songs, but I wanted to be able to showcase a little bit more artists on the Instagram and on that platform and the graphic that I make that I, that we post on Twitter and Instagram and everything like that. So we then changed it to the top 20 artists and then we just go with a different color palette and color scheme that I'll find on uh, this website that I use to, to find and match color themes. So it's more pleasing to the eye i think i'm going to go with a cinematic theme um next week or or like some reds and blues i haven't really decided for for the coming week what color scheme i'm going to do but it was just a way to to share uh music on a weekly basis that people haven't really been listening to that much and with that is a way to allow some of the the socialite artists that we have, if you will. Like if you're in our Discord, there are a lot of musicians and artists, which was the the big inspiration behind that Discord to kind of connect with a lot of people who make the music that I've I've been listening to. So in there, of course, I wanted to find a way to give back to you know artists that I know in my life, from my own family to the people that I meet through TikTok and Instagram, to allow me to to share their music as a, as a thank you to them for you know making it and that's that's kind of where we're at in life right now Forty-two thousand community members that's what i'm gonna start calling it i'm not gonna call it followers because it's not followers it's it's a community that that we've built here so 42.7 thousand community members over six thousand of those community members um have let's actually look at the number because this is only on spotify alone because apple music doesn't allow me to track it and that would be way too much time to click through on my phone and scroll the amount of people i I know there's probably over two three hundred people on apple music that have that that playlist because i've seen people post it on their instagrams and on their socials but on or not instagram but on spotify the playlist is at sitting at 6,158 likes. And of course, this is 50 new songs every week to give you updated and refreshing music. Again, if you want to find this playlist either on Spotify or Apple Music, it is called Unearth Gems. It has the little diamond emoji there because, you know, gems, haha, boy, oh boy. And yeah, I'm not really sure what I, I didn't really have anything planned for this episode of the podcast. It was more so kind of like a catch up, if you will. Um, and it was, it just had been too long, right? It had been too long. And I enjoy doing this. It's my way to kind of compress and, and not compress, but decompress and, and disconnect from everything going on in the world right now, just to sit back and talk about music. And with that, it just kind of strings into the other topics since we're talking about how the um, my TikTok has, has, has been blowing up pretty recently if you will like it's been it's it's been doing its thing and i'm i'm pretty happy about it and um that's a video that i just recently posted i have no idea what day i posted this but i was in a rut and and i've had this rut several times Uh, it's a creative rut that all people go through if they're if you're photographer filmmaker writer musician anything else that you do. Um, any of my friends who know me know that I always go through this rut where I try to find ways to escape. And, and my escapism is by telling myself to try to trick my brain into creative retirement. And that's not always a good thing because uh, sometimes your mind will get locked into that space where you kind of just want to avoid everything that you're doing. Like I, I had no motivation to make videos. I felt like a lot of the TikToks that I were making were feeling forced and it was no longer enjoyable for myself. And 
at the end of the day, as much as I do enjoy making videos for for the community members and, and, and talking to community members, I do have to kind of separate my enjoyment from it. You know, I have to, to figure out ways to where it's still enjoyable for me and, and that I have to take breaks from time to time. Like I'll take a week long break from making things. Sometimes I just won't open the app of TikTok kind of just to settle in my own brain and figure things out. But I posted this video. Let me see if it'll tell me what day it is. Today's June 1st. So four days ago, um, if someone wants to do the math as I pull out the cal calendar, calendar, calendar app. Wow. Uh, one, two, three. So like the 28th. Wait. Yeah, the 27th, 28th. We'll go with that. Either the 27th or the 28th. That's when I posted the video. It was actually talking about a sample that was used in um, Tyler, the creator's one of Tyler, the creator's um, songs. And the original reason why this this um, this idea for the, for this video came into my mind is because there is a, a producer on TikTok and his name is LM, but his his handle is Lodgy M or dot M and it's spelled L-A-D-J-I dot m on on tiktok and i would highly recommend you you following him he he does an amazing use of finding samples that he just finds on the internet and just flips them and makes great things i know one of my favorite ones that he did was of castaways which had been very which is still very popular in tiktok um castaways from the backyard Against, which is a great show that i grew up on i mean i'm 20 23 years old but i still watched it Shout out to Cuba for, was it Cuba? Was it Nickelodeon? I can't really remember who had the show, but it was there. But he did a video where he did his own remix of, of the song Fragile by Tatsuro Yamashita, who is a, a Japanese singer, songwriter, and, and producer. But what the importance of that whole thing was is the fact that listening to it listening to it i was like why do i know this sample so so well and then i went back to listen to tyler the creator because i knew tyler does an, a crazy thing with sense in his music you can go back and listen to it a lot of the, he's one of those types of musicians and artists that will sample himself a lot of the stuff that you will hear in both flower boy and igor he has used in variations in this last album or the album before that being cherry bomb and even he actually ended up using a song that he used for his fashion show which ended up making it on flower boy i can't remember off the top of my head which song it was but it ended up being that but the song by tyler the creator is off of igor which is track 11 and if you're familiar with any anything that tyler the creator does on his past three out past three or four albums track 11 is always a uh, double-sided song if you will i want to say it's track 11 track 11 is always a double-sided song so this song is gone gone slash thank you and of course i knew it wasn't the sample hadn't come from gone gone it i knew it ended up coming from thank you and i thought to myself i was like hey i know this sample so well so when i started looking up and researching the um the producer if you will, uh, who made the original sample, it ended up being Tatsuro Yamashita. Now, what's so crazy about Tatsuro Yamashita, and I, I talked about it briefly on um, on TikTok, only because, well, I say that only because normally you can only do a minute long for a video on TikTok, but recently they've been rolling out to creators. I have been fortunate in myself to be able to use the three minute feature, but I haven't just because I know how long my attention span is. And sometimes I can't 
uh, watch a whole video for for three minutes. So, well, I can, but not on TikTok. If it's YouTube, I can watch a 20 minute to an hour documentary on something. But TikTok, it's a scroll and go app. So I I can understand. It's great. There are some creators that out there that will catch my attention span and make me watch a three minute video. But that's besides the point. The sample that was used in that song on Igor by Tyler, the creator, was from Tatsuro Yamashita, and the song is called Fragile. Now, what I love about Tatsuro, or as he's known as Tatsu, is the fact that this man is one of the producers that helped pioneer one of the greatest eras of music. Now, I say that because this era was already great in its own in the United States, and that's the 80s. 80s music I feel like my mother grew up listening to the to 80s music I grew up listening to 80s music just because that's what we listen to in the house a lot of the stuff that we listen to now I won't say it originates with the 80s but a lot of it you can you can kind of understand where this 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 is where this music came from and I have a whole 80s playlist on Spotify if anybody wants to listen to that <laughs> shameless plug let's find out what it's called because I don't remember what it's called I make so many playlists. Um, I'm scrolling to Spotify right now. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that. It's called 1980-something, which the cover is super dope just because it has a lot of references to pop culture that I grew up uh, grew up watching. Um, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, things like that. E.T., of course. Man, wow. It's a great movie. Um, so, I mean, it's 100. It's like four hours of music. I don't know how many songs it is exact. But it's four hours of music. It's over 50 songs. I know that because typically there's probably about like 70 songs in there. Um, so 1980-something, if you want to find that on Spotify or Apple Music, it's there. It's my 80s playlist. So, yeah, 80s 80s had some of the, the dopest music out there. Uh, I'm thinking of songs like DeBarge or artists like DeBarge with their song I Like. Uh, not only their rock music, but it was a very huge, soulful era back then. But what's crazy is with Tatsuro, I know I'm getting off track, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tie it back together, I promise you, is Japanese city pop, which is, there's so many artists out there that I have been finding um, recently from that TikTok, just because it's it's so hard to, to read all of the comments because there are a lot of them, but I promise you, I, I've been reading them and, and collecting music. But Tatsuro Yamashita is one of those artists that helped pioneer Japanese city pop, you know, that very soft rock, um, very soft rock era of music. And truly, it's one of of my favorite genres to listen to. The only thing with Japanese city pop, especially if you're a record collector like myself, like you like to go crate digging and things like that, is their, their records are really hard to find. And if you do find them, they're not in, insanely cheap. Like I have one back here, um, the Japanese city pop album. I, it's a compilation album, but I, I paid for about fifty bucks for it. And I know I have another one on hold for the, for me at the record store, which is the same amount. There's one for forty five, and there's one for fifty. I chose the one that's fifty dollars because it is a specific colorway of of the vinyl, which is something that you know vinyl collectors like. So. Yeah, even if you Google um, Japanese city pop, the first artist that pops up is Tatsudo Yamashita because I, I I pulled it up right now, but J-pop is which is kind of what it, it issued in that whole city pop era kind of 
infused its way into um, J-pop, which is, well, I mean, a lot of what we listen to today. And it's so funny that I actually ended up talking about this on the podcast because I've been binge watching anime again and listening to a lot of Japanese music and, and trying to force myself back into learning the language. Yes, <laughs> I'm learning Japanese. It's not going as well as I thought just because there are three alphabets in it, but it does make sense to me because I learned Spanish for three years in high school. And they say that if you're trying to become a polyglot and learn several different languages, going from English to Spanish and then from Spanish to Japanese is probably one of the easiest routes to do. So maybe I should just hop back into learning Spanish and, and really picking that up before I fully dive into, into Japanese. But even with uh, Plastic Love by Maria Takuichi, if I'm saying her name wrong, again, that's because I've not mastered learning Japanese, but I would, but everybody knows the song, stay with me, I'm not going to sing it any more than that, you know the song, it's popular, it's been on TikTok, that is a huge Japanese city pop um, song, like I said, this is one of the greatest eras of music, it's so, it's, the definition of smooth or, or would probably like if I looked up the definition of smooth in relation to music, if this were possible, I would put Japanese city pop right next to it because it is it, it's just a soothing feeling. It's smooth. It's soothing. It's eclectic. It's just the perfect like way to listen to kickback music if you're driving at night and it's like bright neon lights. I would love to to sit in one of my friends' um, uh, manual car stick shift and and like blasting Japanese city pop through a tunnel, just late at night, very very cinematically, might I add. Just that whole feeling, I I, I emulate that the feeling of driving late at night with your friends, uh, blasting good music as a, something that's very very cinematic and. If any of my friends are out there, we get together in the near future and you drive a manual car. This is to all of you guys, specifically Steph, because we talk about music all the time, dude. We talk about music a lot. So when we do get together and you pick me up in your WRX, I am taking control of the playlist because that's what the, the job of the passenger is. Your job is just to keep me alive and safe as we're driving through tunnels. If you even have tunnels down there, I don't know what the heck you have have down there but japanese city pop man one of the best eras of the the late 70s and late 80 or late 70s all of the 80s so artists like uh, tatsuro yamashita maria takoichi um i'm trying to think of other other artists that i've been listening to oh i i don't know if i could really put them in the the japanese city pop era but they have definitely created their own breed because they this artist hero yeah this artist has has done everything when it comes to music they, they like the group is called hiroshima and it okay so yeah this probably i would say they fall under um japanese city pop hiroshima um reading it directly from apple music their about page a little bit about them hiroshima is a group whose music falls between r&b pop world music and jazz um, it's long had its own niche. Well, I say that and I'm, I'm reading that, but they've also, they also have their own rock album. Um, if I go back into it, I know exactly which one it is based on the cover. Um, 
yeah, if there is there actually their self-titled album, Hiroshima. That's clarified as as a rock album. It's still as is really like smooth, um, jazzy R and B pop feels to it. The album that I started listening to is um, actually uh, another <laughs> self-titled album because it's it's they actually had three self-titled albums. They have Hiroshima L.A., um, which is the pop album. They have Hiroshima Hiroshima which is a rock album, which is purple and green. But the album that I have is Hiroshima by Hiroshima, which is just a, a mask. Um, so they're heavy in, into that music. But I say heavy into that music. But yeah, um, they, they're from from L.A. Um, 1974 was when they started. But they're, they're heavy, heavy into that, that feeling of that, that Japanese city pop i would say they've got some recent albums that i feel like those are some of like their reduxes but after that third generation i don't think i i I know for a fact i haven't listened to that album but hiroshima is definitely an artist to get into if you want to explore your range and your taste in music especially um to different countries to that effect right if you're trying to get into music from all over the place and all over the world, Hiroshima is a great place to start. Um, Tatsuro Yamashita is another one. Um, Japanese city pop, like I, like I keep saying, like the albums to listen to by him are, and I, I did it in the video, but I, not, they're not coming to me by name. The, the albums to listen to that I would say are his first um, Ride on Time, For You, Big Wave, and of course Cozy. Um, Cozy is the song or the album where Fragile came from, which ended up being used in the sample. And again, the Tyler Creator song. Again, big ups to Japan, though. Big ups to Japan for for making this. I would love to see Japanese city pop come back in a, in a, a new era, if you will. Because music is always changing. Music is always adapting. And uh, yeah, I would just I would love to see... Japanese city pop come back and it, it kind of has in its own way of, of j-pop um I'm trying to look for the the album that I saved and I guess I could just look it up by the title of, of the anime that it was was in but now I have to actually <laughs> I was trying to find the album on Apple Music because I, I know that's where I saved it. But then I went to Google to try to look up the title of the anime and I forgot what the title of the anime was. So now I'm opening up Funimation to go to my queue um, to see what the anime is called. Okay, 243. Um, so I can tell you what the album... It's Misha, I think it is what it is. It's Let me go back to Apple Music and just type in, like, search for, for my music. It's not Misha. Uh, 243. Opening. Opening. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Mahi. Mahi. That is it. Misha? How? What? No. Those are not close at all. Um, the album is called Mahi, and it's a five-song EP. It's by an artist named Yama. came out in 2000. Or ugh, why did I say it like that? 2021 um, came out this year. Came out at the beginning of the year, or relatively. Came out was released February 10th, 2021. And the reason why I bring up this album specifically is because their song "Mahi," which was played on the anime um, 
243 CN High School Boys Volleyball Club. Uh, I started watching it because I was watching Haiku. Actually, I finished the Haiku manga. I finished that manga. And it was it was sad for me to finish it. Like, do you know the feeling when you find an artist or show, a, a book series, a manga series, and you're late to the game, and then you listen to the entire discography, you watch all of the show, you read all of the manga or read all of the series of the book, and then it just ends? It's it's that feeling. It's, it's bittersweet because you know you can always come back to it, but it's like, dang, I wanted it to keep going. And that's what I wanted for Haikyuu, but I, the ending was great. If anybody has um, seen the ending, feel free to hit me up. We'll talk about it or read the end of it. But I started watching that anime on Funimation just because I was like, ah, it's another volleyball anime. And I've been heavily into um, some sports anime recently. So I was like, let me let me listen to it. Let me watch it. Let me listen to it. Let me watch it. And the intro song was so catchy that I had to look at, like, I think I Shazammed it while watching the anime where I could have just Googled it, but... You know, there's that feature with Shazam on iPhones that you can add to your um, control center. Makes my life so much easier, especially if I'm at a mall or something like that, and they're playing a song that I like, or and I just like, ah, let me let me save this really quickly. But yeah, I, I started watching it because of that, and the number one track I tried learning to sing in Japanese. It's not working out so well, but the reason why I bring this up, the reason why I'm tying this back into the era of, of Japanese city pop is because they have that song, Mahi. There is a jazz arrangement version, which is <laughs> which is so, so, so good. That, of course, Mahi on that is my favorite song, the, just a regular, very radio-centric pop version. But that jazz version, ooh. That jazz version hits so differently. I wish I could play it on the podcast, but I don't have like rights to do that. So if you're interested in listening to that song, the jazz arrangement version of it, uh, the artist is Yama, Y-A-M-A. The album is Mahi, spelled M-H, nope, M-A-H-I, Mahi, M-A-H-I. And that's the that's the the song off of it. Um, that's the first track, and then there the fifth track is uh, the jazz arrangement version of that album, which, like I said, is, is a great album. This is really good. Highly check it out because everything that Japan does musically is so well, and you could take Hiroshima um, for that effect, right? Uh, soul music has been made in the U.S. for for over years, but once the Japanese do it, it, they do it really, really well, and I have to, I have to commend them for that, uh, for their their musicality and their range and their ability to do that. Because Hiroshima is one of those artists where they're very, they they stick to their roots in the type of and the type of music that they make, um, as far as those classic Japanese sounds that you would hear in, in old movies or even in just older Japanese music. Right? They keep a lot of that in the music that they're making, but they have. It's, it's not entirely modernized, if you will, if that, if that makes sense, right? With what there is, it's their own perfect fusion or, or blend, uh, the same way that you would, you know, fold cheese into a pot. That's a terrible, terrible way to describe it. I'm not even going to go with a food analogy. Uh, scrap that. But it's, it's just like a perfect blend. It's just like how coffee and coffee creamer work together, right? It, it, it just, it just... It just works. It just works, right? 
I completely lost the point that I was saying by talking, oh yeah, Hiroshima and how their their blend of their traditional style Japanese music works with the modernized American jazz soulful music and and, and so many others. I, I'm trying like, I'm trying to think of other artists for you guys to listen to in in as far as Japanese city pop. I know on my Discogs, which is a um if anybody's familiar with Discogs and you're a record collector, this is an easy way to, to find records. It's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like Instagram of records or Twitter, if you, if you will. Not really, but it's it's social media for, for records in a way. But it's also, um, it's only record. Well, it's not only records, but it's all things music, right? There are public forums up there you could talk about, but you can also buy and sell, sell records. And one of the albums that are in my want list one of them is a, a krugman album i don't even know what the title is just because i know it is in um it is both in hiriganda kanji and it looks like katakana which are the um the the writing scripts of of, of japanese but it actually looks like it is the infamous bill album but just the japanese pressing of it um i'm looking at it now yeah, and I think it's just the uh, the infamous Bill version, because that's what that's what that album that's what that album looks like. I'm going to the ooh, okay, no, it's not that one. I'm going to their their discography right now because, like I said, I mm, yeah, it, it resembles the colors. Of the infamous Bill album. So I don't know if it is that album per se. But it, it reminds me of that. Because I know they have one of the songs on there. But the album that I'm talking about. It came out in 2018 believe it or not. But I can't find it anywhere. I'm Well I say anywhere. Because I haven't checked eBay. Actually let me look it up on eBay really quickly. If anybody finds this album and like wants to buy it for me, that'd be great. Or like if you just want to buy it for yourself, I won't be mad. Um, by the way, that's not Tomoko. Nope, Aran. Yeah, um, the artists. Yeah, the lyricist is Tomoko Aran, and the album is Fuyu Kukan. Again, um, if I'm saying that incorrectly, I apologize heavily. I, I thoroughly apologize. But that's the album that I want. Um, Fuyu, Fuyu Kukan is, is, is the... Okay, so I'm wrong. The vinyl that I was looking at was pressed in 2018. Or that's when they started releasing that or doing a re-release of that vinyl. But the original... The original um, release date of the of the album, because it falls right into Japanese city pop, was May twenty eighth. Who guessed it? Nineteen eighty three. Eighties music, Japanese city pop, Japanese eighties music, just taking the cake and creating a perfect blend of just smooth, electric, just mmm, just mmm. One of my favorite genres to listen to, actually. I have um, a Japanese album. I'm going to try to grab it really quickly. 
if you guys can hear me, I'm, I'm stepping away from the microphone. Um, hello again. I'm back. Um, I stepped away from the microphone just just briefly to, to grab the record that I have, the Japanese city rec- pop record that I have. And it is Pacific Breeze, late in the attic. Online. Oh, you don't need to know about that. But Pacific Breeze, volume two, Japanese city pop, AOR, and Boogie from 1972 to 1986. Again, I have Pacific Breeze, volume one, being held for me at the record store. I am just broke right now, and I cannot go pick it up. But if you want to check out, I don't even know how to say some of these names. Ooh, there it is. Tomoko Aran's on this. Um, on the B side, her track, I'm in Love. I want to, let me see. Oh, no, there's no Tatsuro on this. But this is a great album to listen to, um, by the way. It's a... Great album to listen to. Some of the artists on here are Bread and Butter, uh, Kimiko Kasai, uh, the Mystery Kindaichi Band, um, Sadistics, like sad, like <laughs> not sadistic, but maybe it's sadistic, but sadistics is how I'm reading it. Um, Piper is another one. Um, Yumi Murata. Again, I my Japanese is not great, so if I'm saying these names incorrectly and there's someone out there that knows how to say these names correctly, feel free to send me a way to, to properly properly say these names because I do not like butchering these names. I hate when people butcher mine and I understand when people, like I don't like to butcher other people's names or how how their art is interpreted because it's that's just a, that's just a personal thing. It's, it's, it's not you. If anybody caught that um, song lyric. Um, I'll give you a high five. I'll give you a high five if you caught that song lyric. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to give you any other information as to far as where that came from, who who did the album, what genre the album is from, or even what album it is. But if you caught that song lyric, 10 out of 10 to you. You get a high five from me. Let me know. It's not you. It's just a personal thing. High five if you, <laughs> high five if you catch that uh that, that, that song lyric. But let me, let me go to read what it says on the on the back of the vinyl. The first volume of Pacific Breeze highlighted the 10 key players of, ninth, of the 70s and 80s Japanese city pop. The new, wait, uh, the nebulous, wow. The nebulous genre that encompasses an amalgam of AOR, R&B, jazz fusion, funk, boogie, and disco. All touch a dizzy with, all with a touch, wait, what? All a touch dizzy with tropical euphoria, as described it as a, as we described it the first time around. Wow, I'm bad at, at reading. Uh, with Plastic Breeze two, we dig yeah. With Plastic Breeze two, we dig deeper into the sounds of bubble era Japan, from the proto city pop funk of Bread and Butter and yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't want to butcher these names anymore. Pacific Breeze Volume One and Volume Two. Great artist to, to get into. There's another artist, and it might be on. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm putting I'm I'm putting the record away. Um, if you could hear it sliding into the sleeve, Casapia is another artist. Yeah, I think you guys would love to ch- check out. I'm gonna see Casopia album 
not the star constellations, but the artist. Uh, yeah, they're the best album to listen to. Oh my goodness, I don't know if you guys can hear the train. It's driving me insane. Uh, the album to listen to by them is Mint Jams. It's not on streaming services. I've listened to it on YouTube. My gosh. Every time I record, this train just comes around. I feel like the train knows when I want to record and just comes around and is just like, hey, we know you're recording, buddy. Let's just throw a train in the wrench to mess up your audio. If you can't hear the train, and I'm sorry. I'm just bleh, English bumbling words out of out of my brain but Cassipia mint jams 10 out of 10 album 10 out of 10 album and the artist if i'll spell it for you um if you're looking it up Cassipia, cassiopeia might be cassiopeia um c-a-s-i-o-p-e-a so cassio like the watch and then p cassiopeia maybe or cassiopeia but yeah Jazz fusion is the genre that they make, and Mint Jams is is the album to to listen to. There was another artist that I had, Interwave. Is Interwave would I consider them a part of that, or did they just make one album that 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 felt like that? I want to say Interwave was was among. among that, that that scene but again i i could be wrong i could be absolutely wrong okay yeah no i think interwave was just a interwave was just they're just an indie band but they have an album called sun transmission that has a, a lot of um japanese kanji in um, hiragana and katakana on it which is why i was thinking it was part of that era but and the reason why i say i thought because when i listened to it that's what it the sound was very reminiscent of that that era i might have to go back and listen to it again but i'm trying to find more information yeah it's just a rock like alt alt rock album which is another great album to listen to let's add it to our watch list. Oh, well, it didn't come out on vinyl, so we don't want to add that to our watch list. But Interwave is a great artist. Another great artist to listen to if you want to, you want to check them out. I highly recommend it. They're a great band. Great band. Yeah, I'm not really sure where else to go with this. Um, this episode of the podcast, you know, we had our, our, our big life update, which let me see. Since we're circling it back down to the beginning of the show, uh, <clears throat> the video currently, so the Tyler video, like I said, after mentioned, was my most, is my most viral video, the most viewed video that I've ever made in my entire life since 2012 until, till now, <sighs> excuse me, 2012. Within nine years of, of making videos, this is my most viewed video. At the time of upload, the first 24 hours, it had hit 500,000 views. Now, a couple of days later, the video kept climbing, climbing, and climbing. The video currently sits at 823.5 thousand views. 
So that's close to a million people who have seen that video. That is insane to me. That's in absolutely bonkers to me. And I am so grateful for that. Um, with that, our, our custom hashtag on, on TikTok yesterday hit a million views as of today. It's 1.1 million. It's just so crazy to me. It's funny. It's all the videos of me. Um, I don't think there's any. I don't think anybody else used. Oh no, there's a couple of people that that use the um, the hashtag when I did the the whole playlist challenge. Um, which, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up checking out some of you guys' playlists that ended up you know stitching me and duetting me. Let me actually save these videos, like add them to the favorites, so I can watch them later because. I didn't get notifications for any of these, but I would love to see what you guys had. I did. I'll probably end up duetting you guys within the next couple of days. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go through, listen to you, their playlist that they made, duet them. There's not really a clear winner because I didn't want to make it like a, a challenge. I just wanted to make it like, well, I did want to make it a challenge, but not like the type that you win. More so the type where you just share music. But yeah, um, if you've made it this far to the to the show i appreciate you i love you um as always follow the music it's been a while since you can clearly tell it's it's been a very long time since i've done this because i don't remember what the outro was i clearly didn't remember what the intro was because it's it's definitely changed it's been over a month over a month and, and like a week since we've done this so this is this will be episode six yeah i don't even know what i yeah, episode six. It'll be a little bit longer. Um, I'm not. I don't really know what to tell you to expect for the coming weeks. Um, actually, that's not true. Next week, stay tuned for a further breakdown of "Blonde" by Frank Ocean. We're going to talk about the duality of that that album, and that's as far as I have planned for the podcast for the show. Um, as far as planned ideas for for what we're going to do next. Yeah. Um, stay tuned. Of course, you guys will get updates. Uh, of course, on, on TikTok sides of things and anything that happens with the Muses Closure Light store, which, like I said, um, it's currently down right now just because we're working on the new collection. So we want to make this thing even bigger and better for all of you guys. But I just wanted to push myself creatively and make something that I am super, 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 super proud of. So we have a whole new um, collection of hoodies and shirts coming out maybe we can figure out how to do it how to do some hats but as of right now of course it's just going to stay hoodies and shirts not really sure when that collection is going to come out it'll be sometime soon it's the best answer i can give you because soon is not really a real answer it's kind of like one of those things that's just hey it's in the future it'll come out eventually it's not like an alleged thing it'll it'll happen it just won't be happening now so, yeah. Um, since we're here, I guess I, let me let, let 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 me talk about what I've been listening to to recently. What what have I been listening to to recently? Like albums, album wise. Um, one of the albums by Jael, half as much. Great album. Been blasting that a bunch. Been working my way through uh, WWCD by Griselda. Trying to trying to listen to their music a little bit more. 
Um, I found a, a, a single from Joyce Rice and Kay Franklin called Rocket Science. I was listening to that. Oh, yeah. been listening to Amine a lot recently, especially because I just did a video about that. But Amine has been on rotation. J. Cole, some Wale. Uh, a lot of music. A lot of music. Oh, yeah. Below the Heavens uh, by Blue. Blue in Exile. Great, great album. got to go through my second, third playthrough of that because I'm doing a video on that pretty soon. Um, working on a playlist with one of my best friends. Uh, working on a very chilled, laid-back playlist. So that, that'll that be coming soon, maybe. It might be one of those things where we just make it for us, but I finally convinced him to get Spotify because we can make collaborative playlists together. And that's all I got, guys. That's, that's all I got. So I'm going to go now and probably take a, take a nap before this comes out. Because it's twelve fifty three in the morning that I decided to I decided to start recording this at midnight, so it's twelve fifty three in the morning, and I'm kind of tired. Oh yeah, Logic has new songs coming out with Mad Lib, their whole moniker Magic. Um, anyways, I'm gonna head out. Thank you for staying with your boy with with me on our musical expedition. We we talked about music. It wasn't just a, a life update, but we talked about some music things and. Um, can't wait to see you guys next week for um, the blonde review for further deep dive into the, the dichotomy and the duality of frank ocean so i'm gonna get out of here and i'm gonna catch you in the next week love you guys bye